0: The primary purpose of the Matter of a Mind Experience is to educate, and it doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Matter of a Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer, and of course, Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico-Powell. And today, I have for you Colleen Ryan Hensley. She holds an advanced degree in performance psychology and spent five years with the team of cutting-edge researchers at the University of Texas Center for Brain Health. And you know I need all the help I can get to my brain. So, you know, I'm sure there's some people we, we need it too. So let's, let's let's tune in and get ready for this episode as she drops some knowledge on top of us. And as always, I have a hack of the episode. She will explain Binging Sober, the world's first point system for vitality. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know you're like on the edge of your seat. It's like, what is she talking about? <laughs> then she's going to break this down for you today. And with that being said, Colleen, welcome to the show and to tell my audience about yourself.
1: Thank you, Zico. That was a great introduction. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me here. Uh, well, you gave, you know, a little bit of the, a little bit of the information about me. Uh, like you said, my background is in performance psychology. So really methods in peak performance. And it's my mission to bring those methods to the masses because right now, you know, a lot of times when we think about peak performance, we think about extreme athletes. We think about these really like high stress professions and all of the, these, you know, other things and if you're thinking that way about methods and peak performance, then you might not relate to these things as everyday methods to really, you know, manage the stress of normal everyday life. So that's what I'm here to do. And like you said, I started hashtag binging sober. It's called, it is the world's first point system for vitality and the main purpose is to gain awareness control and balance around escapisms which i believe are the number one threat to our health in this country and the number one cause of our mental health crisis
0: uh we do have a mental health crisis i mean it's it's been I wouldn't even say it's gotten worse. I think it's now coming to the forefront. It's kind of like the opioid crisis, right? Yeah. Uh, We've always had these issues and people overusing NSAIDs and, you know, we've always had these issues, but now thanks to individuals like yourself, researchers and scientists and doctors who are speaking out, all these things are coming to the forefront. And you
1: for having these conversations.
0: I try even though I'm fasted. So, you know, my, my, my brain's not <laughs> at hundred percent right now, people, but let's see what I got for you. So but let's mental health, seriously, like mm-hmm. it's been on the rise, mental health issues, as I guess you should call it. What are some factors that are contributing to this?
1: Well, you know, we binge eat, we binge watch, we binge drink, we binge shop. We have all of this access in excess to these things that are, you know, maybe not inherently toxic. When I say that, you know, I'm talking about social media, television, shopping, you know, eating whole foods, that sort of thing. They're not, that sort of thing isn't inherently toxic, is how we're using them that make them toxic for us as individuals. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about escapisms, that an escapism is unhealthy. Think about it on a spectrum of habitual escapism to purposeful escape, meaning you're aware of what you're doing. You're using things intentionally to give your mind a break or to have some entertainment or for self-care, but that's where it stops. Because when we hear statistics on mental health, on suicide, a lot of times we hear this caught in a downward spiral, description. And what does that look like? Well, that can be any number of things, but a lot of these escapisms lead to other escapisms. I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, me speaking from experience, having a a cup of coffee too late in the day and messing up my sleep on night one. The next day, now I'm dealing with being tired, moody, groggy, unable to focus. Maybe I'm leaning on caffeine again. Maybe I think that, you know, a glass of wine will help me sleep, which we all know, hopefully at this point, that's not the case, <laughs> but that's how these things just, you know, that's the downward spiral to me of escapism. It's one thing leading to another thing. Um, a lot of us are binge watching television while we're binge eating unhealthy foods. And, you know, all of these things are really tied together. And right now as a society, I believe that they're controlling us when these are things that are 100% barring addiction in our control.
0: Uh, I love it. I love it. And you know what? <laughs> a lot of it comes down to really paying attention, mm-hmm. I think, because we have so much stuff going on that is hard to really stop and realize what's actually happening. Yeah. So st- like, we're, we're, as a society, we are overstimulated.
1: Oh my gosh, 100%.
0: You know, that's my example. We're talking about, I'm on my five day fast right now. And, you know, I'm realizing that even though I fast, a lot of my life is still centered around food, yeah. eating food because, you know, you know what, it's time for me to eat or, you know, I train. So I need to do this. I need to do that. And uh, of course, the way I eat is purposeful because of, you know, mm-hmm. I'm an athlete. But at the same time, I realize how much of that my, my life is really centered around food. And when we get the chance to really stop and reduce a lot of the stimuli, we'll realize how much of our lives is, is relying on that, like yeah. being on the phone consistently. Like when I talk, I have an article on getting quality sleep, right? And yes, I wear blue light blockers. I have a blue light blockers on right now. And there's some certain things that I do, right? But the biggest thing I would say when it comes to improving your sleep is really reducing your stimuli at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because we're we're not designed to be overstimulated, of course, not eating late and all the other all stuff that goes along with it, right? Because we're overstimulated and we need to really stop and think about this. And that's what like that lead me into my next question, our actions. Why should we pay attention to how actions impact us?
1: How the actions that we're taking impact yes. us? Well, I mean, because of the impact, the consequence of those actions. <laughs> And like you said, I mean, there's so much overstimulation and there's so much, you know, a a lot of these things, one could argue all of them are socially acceptable. I mean, including one of the most poisonous alcohol, you know, it's so socially acceptable that we don't question ourselves. We don't stop to pay attention to the act of drinking when, you know, when it comes to the application of something like hashtag binging sober, it's really putting an objective it's putting a number on how something makes me feel as an individual so that I know how it's going to impact me over time, not just today, but I can see three days from now, hey, these two glasses of wine are going to impact me. And that's just a, that's just a, you know, a, a, a one of an infinite number of examples, but that's, you know, right now, if we choose to act and do something without thinking about the consequence What I do when I wake up tomorrow morning, the energy that I have is based on all the actions that I've taken days and days and days before. And you know that better than anyone as someone who's an athlete and, you know, trains yourself and conditions yourself to operate that way is that it builds, you know, it all builds on itself. And we tend to think about, you know, today or right now, just as right now, but that's not the case. We have to create more awareness around it, around not just the actions, but the reasons why we're doing things for ourselves, not based on anyone else, like for ourselves, why we're taking part in these things.
0: So then let's talk about anti-escapism then, right? Because you introduced escapism in the beginning. So kind to again, give my audience like what that really is, because I'm talking about actions now, right? So then yeah. let's tie anti-escapism into that and how they're connected.
1: Okay, so if we're saying anti-escape-ism, because again, the escape is an unhealthy version of escape. We all naturally escape. That's a natural part of life. But the things that we're deciding to do can either drain our energy or give us more energy when it comes to escape. So natural things like you know meditation, yoga, working out, things that change our mental state to the actual better place that we're trying to get that could also be considered an anti-escape ism because it's a healthier decision. So when we're talking about anti-escape isms, it's really knowing for yourself, those things that you can do to fill the time that you're getting back. I mean, just like, you know, we were just talking before the show and you're talking about your fast and now you have all this time, you know, (laughs) we don't realize how much time things are taking from us. I mean, we hear, I don't know if you hear this a lot, but I hear a lot of people say clients and just in my personal life, it feels like time is moving faster. It feels like things are, that's because we're overstimulated. That's because we're so distracted from ourselves. We talk about self-regulation as if it's like this, you know, it it can be a mountain, but it's its very, it's conditioned. And it's also the outcome of self-connection That we've lost. So when it comes to anti-escape and when it comes to action, the bottom line here, underneath everything, is our connection to ourselves. And if we can fix that, I think that a lot of things come into play naturally.
0: So escapism sounds like habits that we have that in 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 the term bad habits, right? Things that we just do out of just normally do it, like we binge while we're watching TV. Or whatever i have a bad day so i deserve this let's get some pizza and ice cream or something or right. you know stuff like that and anti-escapism sounds like shifting focus you know looking moving towards the things that we need to do to get us back to where we're supposed to reducing some of that stimuli improving our sleep quality
1: Yeah. um Gosh, now that's so foundational sleep
0: it's 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 really on my journey of improving my health my sleep has been my number one and I've always said that to people in um first one of the questions I usually ask is one if you work out for an hour you have 23 hours left in the day what do you think has a bigger impact the 23 hours or that hour and when I ask a question that way people usually immediately know the oh, answer they know yeah. what I'm getting to the 23 <laughs> yeah. hours right yeah. And sleep is a big part of that twenty of that twenty three hours, right? So you really didn't think about, it. and then you go to core course when it comes to that recovery, recovery and and um, rest. That those things happen with sleep, and not just going to sleep and wake up. I come from a culture where we're taught that you sleep when you die, because I come from a culture that's overstimulated, right? And they think that okay, if you just get a couple of hours of sleep and you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, that's great. You're being productive. I'm like, no, you're literally killing yourself yeah, by doing. Yeah,
1: exactly. That. You're shortening and, your life.
0: Exactly. And you know, it's so. But these are escapisms or these bad habits that we have. But when we shift our focus and realize, okay, the importance of sleep, getting deep quality sleep, going through the right cycles, allowing our body to heal itself, and that sounds like anti escapism. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Question that I wasn't planning to ask, but since I have some time, I'm gonna go ahead and roll with it. And if it doesn't work, we'll cut it out of the show, right? That's how that's how I roll. <laughs> we're
1: gonna so, make it work.
0: We're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. So, what are some escapisms that you see, you would say are more common? And what are some ways to kind of shift those focus?
1: Well, I mean, the things that are so accessible in excess to anyone of any age, let's let's talk about those television. We have almost 820,000 shows streaming right now. Think about that for a second. Like just think about that. That's a lot of like mind numbing zombie, you know, brains running around. Um video games, social media, these things are, you know, in mental health discussions surrounding them, they're comparing it to like blackout drinking at this point because you're so engrossed in this thing that's not necessarily providing any benefit and I say that because in your example you know of of you know I come home I'm stressed I'm just going to sit down and you know watch tv for a few hours and and eat some ice cream well that's totally fine I'm not saying abstain from these things forever I'm saying put some parameters around them connect with yourself understand how they're truly impacting you if you're sitting there watching tv for three hours Is your child in the next room being ignored? Like there are things, there are responsibilities that people are ignoring for these escapisms.
0: I love it. And then, so when you first start working with clients, right, um, what, I guess you say struggles or like challenges you usually find in the beginning? Like people, you usually say, oh, I can't give up this or this is just too hard or, you know, what things do you just tend to encounter?
1: Well, you know, it's like you're saying it's the encounter is like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this time then? Like, what do I do with this time? So it's best to focus on used tos. That's one of the big things I hear is I used to do this. I used to do this. Now, obviously, if it's an unhealthy used to, then that's not something you really want to plug into. But all of us have most of us i want to say i don't want to say all but have you know some some other time in our lives to pull from when we weren't doing these things as often and for some of us for some of us it may have been just before the pandemic so just a few years ago but it's been a really long stressful few years and when we are triggered to escape it's normally something uncomfortable that we're trying to avoid so it's you know feelings that we may not be att- paying attention to and so again it comes down to that Connection with yourself. I'm a huge mental health advocate. Like, you know, if there's something brewing under the surface that you're ruminating on or stressed about, or it really turns into, you know, this anxiety that you're running from by using these things, and we could argue adding to the anxiety and the stress because you're using these things, then healing those, those, those cues to escape underneath is always, always helpful in order to, um, really get away from, from that.
0: And I think one of the biggest uh, times we saw that is when COVID really first started, right. And we had to work from home and I've had many of my clients call me freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm not working out. I don't know what to do. I'm depressed. I'm this and I'm that and I'm that. And I, and I've stopped many of them because I've had hours of conversation with them and usually comes down to a couple of things. I usually ask them, what, what are your hobbies? What do you love to do?
1: That's what I'm like, saying. Like those are things that you can pull from. Those are those are experiences you can pull from to fill that time that they're now going to have back in their lives, right?
0: Exactly. And a lot of times they can't answer that question yeah. because they're so used to being on the go. And and then and, and then they will say they used to, like you said, I yes. used to draw. I used yeah. to do this. I oh. used to do that. I said, well, you know what? Take out the pencil set. You know. Yeah. Yes. You know, do exactly. The-
1: exactly. Exactly. That's typically where I end up going. As you go, I mean a lot of people I hear, you know, them talking about their, their children or their, you know, teenagers and they're always on their phone and they're, you know, their headphones are on and blah, blah, blah. And we, I used to play outside all night. Okay. Well, when is the last time you went outside to play? You know, it's, it's pretty simple. I I think that, back to, you know, where we started this conversation, it's just, we need to simply pay attention. And we've lost a lot of that, especially over the past few years, there's just so much stress and overwhelm and, and things readily available to distract us from, you know, our real goals, our real purpose, our real life. Exactly. Yeah, it
0: really is. Because, you know, when it comes to our health, when we start on our journey, or usually when I have like a new client, one of the questions I usually ask them is, is there a why? Right? Because, They say I want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? Yeah. I don't want to hear I want to fit into my bikini for summer because I, I would I'm not gonna take you as a client. Yeah. Like I need to know your why. What's your underlying reason? If even if you say you want to be healthy, why do you wanna be healthy? Do you wanna spend more time with your kids do you want to be more effective at work do you do you want to have more energy to do the things that you love do you want to sleep better enjoy life more travel like you know the things that are really important in Real. life like
1: yeah
0: I, I mentioned someone the other day i said you know sometimes i stop and i think if i live to 100 years old and i'm the healthiest human being in the world so let's say i live past 100 or whatever right but I've never really enjoyed my life. Did I yeah. really accomplish anything?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: What's the sake? What's what's the sake of doing that? I would rather drink and smoke and live to fifty and have a fantastic life. Not not promoting any of that, people. Just so everybody <laughs> know that. Okay, I'm just saying. I would rather just you know, eat pizza and drink and smoke and and die at fifty than live to a hundred and be miserable. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Like the quality of your life is extremely important. One of the reasons why I work out the way that I do is because I absolutely love do it. And I have a tribe where when I go there and they see my face and I see their face, we all smile. Like I've been gone for about three weeks because I was in New York and I'm never going back there ever again. (laughs) And, you know, it's a joke. Whenever I go somewhere and I come back, I said, did you guys miss me? And they'll do they'll say something like, were you gone? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like Seriously,
0: you know what? I hate all of you, but you know, but that's a relationship that we have. Like, and we, and we enjoy that. And I, when I go to the gym, it's like an hour before I actually work out because that's my tribe and that's my people. So just an example of being, of, you know, doing the things that you love around the people that you do love and actually finding ways to enjoy, enjoy life, which can also shift your focus and shift that perspective.
1: Yes. 100%.
0: And with that being said, everyone, Just like that, we're coming up to the hack of the episode. So easy and quick that is. But before we do it, I have to tell you about one of my favorite companies and one of my favorite products is Heal from the Amino Code. Surprise, surprise, right? 100% science-backed essential amino acid formulation is designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function by accelerating muscle repair while helping you maintain a healthy inflammatory response. Healthy inflammatory response. Remember, when you work out, what do your body create? Inflammation. That's one of the reasons why you may hurt the next day, right? But helping you to recover well by creating a healthy inflammatory response. The EA profile of HEAL was originally developed by NASA to help the astronauts maintain muscle mass in space and was then refined to help everyday people like myself. I drink it every day. Well, on my five-day fast, I can't drink it, of course, right now, you know, so it's something else I have to abstain from, I might as well call it Lent. But, you know, I drink it pretty every day, usually twice a day to help me to recover from my workouts. And because I'm just a crazy man, I work out about seven days a week anyway. So I need the extra boost in recovery. So I love HEAL. You see, a recent um, clinical trial compared one in two scoop amounts of HEAL with high-quality whey protein. And the net balance between the whole protein synthesis and breakdown were measured. And the response to HEAL was found to be three times larger than that of whey protein on a gram-to-gram basis. So check it out, aminoco.com, says Health, Of course, because I'm such a nice guy, you get 30% discount off their fantastic products. And the link will be in the description of the episode. And with that being said... Ask and he shall receive. We're gonna have the hack it episode, so let us know, Colleen. Binging sober, the yep. world's first point system for vitality. Break that down for us.
1: Well, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a way to gain awareness, control, and balance of these things that we're hoping help our mental state when we use them, but really they're destroying our mental state and our mental health. So it's really about gaining control of those. Now, it's a process that I've used for over 20 years now. I was in my 20s when I first started doing this. I was in the Navy. I spent 11 years in the Navy. And during my time at sea, I noticed that I was feeling a huge, huge shift in my quality of life. Now, I know... You know, well, duh, anyone on a ship in the middle of the ocean might be peaceful, but I was on a warship and a lot of times I couldn't go outside. So let's, let's get that out of our head. But the purpose that it served is that I started to feel actual clarity and clear headedness from not using these things that I was using on land to escape real life. And I carried that with me, that habit, because it became a habit pattern while I was in the military. I carried it with me outside of the military and noticed that I was craving that clarity and that focus and that clear-headedness that I would get at sea. So I started to just recreate that. And over the past three, four years, I've really formalized the process so that I can share it with people because I've used it to manage serious mental health challenges. I mean, I've struggled with depression my whole life. I have a, a trauma from, you know, the military that... I buried for 15 years because that's our current idea of mental toughness. Um, which I could it's nonsense. It, okay. Yeah, I know I can take a detour right there. But um you can learn more about my my mission to redefine mental toughness on dot Um, because that's a big part of this, is we're not as a society really uh comfortable with facing our feelings, our uncomfortable feelings, our past, our trauma. We're not comfortable doing that. And so again, like, you know, we'd already talked about when you have things that you're avoiding, whether they're unconscious or not, a lot of times we use these escapisms to not feel those things. So hashtag Binging Sober launched on January 1st. We're starting as a community. You can join at bingingsober.com. February 1st, we're going to start the actual point system so we're laying the foundation right now in the com- in the community um, and so you can join that at no cost and uh, like I said the point system launches in February and you will be guided to creating essentially a blueprint for living well you yourself as an individual because we all, you know, we all use these things in different ways. They impact us in different ways in our genetics, our physiology, our psychology, et cetera, et cetera. So how something impacts you, Zico, might impact me in a completely different way. So it's a very tailored process. It's a tailored point system so that the participant comes away in the end with armed with the knowledge, a very keen self-awareness of, hey, these things are actually draining my energy. These are the things that I love to do or that I like to do that are improving my energy, you know? And so, you know, if you choose to escape that you know the consequence from that action and you also know how to reverse the impacts.
0: I love it. You know what? I love that it's tailored. That's what I was listening to. It's not like, okay, you do this, so you get a, you get a, you get a star or something. No, it's not like that. Like it's, it's actually tailored and which is important. It has to be right. Especially when it comes to mental health, because like you said, we all respond to things differently, different stimuli impact. It's like, I can go on TikTok and And I hope TikTok doesn't get mad at me, but like after like 30 minutes, I can't look at this stuff anymore. Like, I don't even know if I make it to 30 minutes. I'm like, okay. Mine Mine
1: is much less. It hurts me to like scroll. Like, I don't like, it hurts me. It hurts my brain.
0: Right. It's like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, this okay, no, I can't do this. you know. <laughs> but if you give me a scientific study and I'll sit there and read it for an hour or I'll pick up my guitar and I'll just play away. And then the next thing I know, it's like time for me to go to bed. You know, it's like, you know, just, it's so different, th- we we all respond to different things differently. And I also like when you're talking about um being um in the military, like you're at sea and you, you, you time, things just kind of slow down because you don't have the same stimuli yeah. that you had before, when you were on land. It was available,
1: not so much like the alcohol, but you know, there are video games, there's movies, there's TV, there's, there are, they're there, but it just, in a different environment and a different context, it was easier for me to see how it felt not to use them because I didn't, it wasn't in my face all the time. Like you're saying, like it just wasn't in the same excess as it is, you know, on land.
0: Right, kind of how I have my relationship with food right now. I'm in my fast and, you know, it's, I, I can't, it's, it's not, food is not, in, I purposely made sure there's no food in my house for these five days. So there's no food right in front of me. And the interesting story with everybody, I, I'm, I'm fat adapted, fast, I, 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 I've been fasting for years, but today this is my first time doing like a five-day fast. And it's interesting is that, and it comes back to the whole psychology of the matter, I'm not hungry because i'm because my body's you know is using fat oxidation it's breaking down fat as it needs to but i'm realizing how i sometimes i would eat just out of fact of boredom yeah cuz the food is there and it's easy yeah. right so now i have to find things to do in place of putting my hand in my mouth all the time right and my excuse is, well, you know, I work out all the time. I train and athlete, so on and so forth. So and, and I do need to eat as much. As I actually do because of how active I am. But when you when you take that away, you start to realize how much I was I would even use food as a crotch. And that's one of the things that I've learned. I'm, or I am learning in this fasting process. Anyway, enough about me. Nobody cares about what I have to say. So, Colleen, thank you, you, you so much for sharing everything. <laughs> you've already given me the plug. The question I was going to ask, how, my con- how can my audience get in touch with you? But you've already given us the plug, BingingSober.com. And the show notes are going to be com slash Binging Sober. Nice and easy. Nice and, the easy. Show n- nice and easy, right? And with that being said, the show notes are going to be in the des- description of the
1: episode. And I'm out for the day, fam.